the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit ElectricalConnection.org. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. We are live from the Beer Garden at Ballpark Village for the Cardinals' home opener. All of our coverage today throughout the day on 101 ESPN is brought to you by Budweiser and Green Envy Lawn Care. Right now, we're going out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Very happy to be joined by our Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. He is Joey Vitale. Joe, how you doing today, man? Good day. Joey, Joey, how you doing? We, we didn't hear that because Tanner apparently didn't pot you up. My bad. Oh, I'm potted now. I'm potted now. I'm pothead. Yeah, yeah I got it. Now. I'm good here. We're good to go now. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> how you doing today, man? I'm good, guys. Happy opening day. How, how's things downtown? Is it getting busy? Uh, it is actually starting to starting to fill in a little bit with some Cardinals fans down here. We're getting closer and closer to the opening day festivities. Hey, let's start out with that, Joey, because I don't know if you've ever been asked this before, but I, you know, as a, as a native St. Louis in yourself, do you have a favorite Cardinals opening day memory? That's a fantastic question, BK, and I'm really glad you asked it. You know what? I don't have one particularly, but what year did Ozzie Smith hit a dinger in opening day? Was it 1985? 1985, yes, sir. The year I was born, so I'm going to go with that one. I didn't go to any other home opening days, but the year I was born, a month after I was born, uh, of course, uh, Ozzy Smith, the greatest shortstop of all time, hits the dinger. And uh, aside from that, no no opening day question. I did live next door to Whitey Herzog for the first 14 years of my life. He's still over there off at Sunset Hills, just a few, a few doors down from my mom and dad. A terrific guy. Love hearing opening day stories from Whitey. He still goes fishing almost every day. He has a nice little uh, bob, little bass pro shop boat he takes out almost every single morning. Love going to the lake with Whitey. Some good memories there for sure. Joey, were you in attendance for that Ozzy Smith home run? I was not. No, I was. Uh, oh, okay. I don't think I was in. No, I think I was. Uh, I think I was a zygote or a. Uh, no, I was still <laughs> something. I was still something in my my mom's belly. That's good enough. That's good enough. Well, Joe, uh, let's talk about what we saw last night. You and I did post game, and we talked about Jordan Bennington. Uh, he showed everybody in St. Louis and, frankly, everyone in the National Hockey League that that swag came back, didn't he? Yeah, it was a great game for him. Absolutely. And, you know, it was a good bounce back one, 50 saves, but I think is going to be his career high up to this point. 
Uh, he was a player that we talked about last night on the post game, Alex, that he needed to be big because for this train to turn around, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you, you see a team that's kind of in, in the drought that the Blues were in. In order to get back on the right track, it's going to take games. It may even take weeks for, for players and systems to kind of start unfolding the right way, chemistry between lines. So throughout that feeling out period of improvement, you got to have your best player be the goaltender because he's going to have to still save you in, in times. He's, he's also going to start stealing some games at times. You look at that game last night, I think Vegas actually deserved to win that game. The Blues played great, don't get me wrong. It was a great first period, good spurts during the third as well. But overall, the Vegas were coming really, really hard. But this is the old school Jordan Bennington that we came to love, that we came to see sign a six-year extension under Doug Armstrong a couple months ago because of this ability. He can go out there, he can steal a game, and he can be the best player on the ice any given night. Joey, I was also super impressed by what I saw last night from Vladimir Tarasenko, especially early on, and Jaden Schwartz. That, to me, I, I thought that was his best game since he's returned from the injury. Is that the kind of performance that you feel like we can expect out of those guys moving forward now? I mean, listen, not every game. You know, it's, it's, you like to say yes, but you can't put the expectation too high. This is a, this is a sport where there's five other people and a goaltender out there trying to prevent you from doing exactly what Vladimir Tarasenko did. And they're the best in the world also preventing him from what he did. Listen, he had a great night. I really enjoyed that line. I thought they had that old school chemistry back. They were working together. They were drop passing. They were connected. They were on a six foot rope in the offensive zone, which means that to me, it looked like they were in together in the sense that they were the battling together. If there was a loose puck, the other person's jumping on it. All those were good signs moving forward. But really, it all comes down to can they be consistent with that? Can they stick with that program? Can they stick with that speed through the neutral zone like we saw with Vladimir Tarasenko before he scored that goal? When he's at his best, I've always said it, he's at his best when he's moving his feet. Yes, the, the goals are flashy, and that one-timer uh, power play goal last week was sexy. Don't get me wrong. But Vladimir Tarasenko is at his very best when he's chugging his legs, and he's moving up the ice, and he's going north, just like he did on that goal there last night. And even aside from the goals, being in on the forecheck, creating separation, creating open ice for Shannon Schwartz. They had a lot of great chances last night. It was a great start for them. It's going to be even a bigger challenge tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. Joe, I don't know about you, but I think that line needs a nickname. What do you think? How about the Shoshenko line? The Shoshenko line. BK, get on board with it because it's the nickname that works. Sounds better when Joey says it. It does. (laughs) Joey Joey sounds better when he does a lot of things. That's true. Sammy Blay, <laughs> Sammy Blay, he gets inserted into that top line with Ryan O'Reilly, Mike Hoffman, another healthy scratch, and we'll get into him in just a bit. But I'm curious your thoughts on Sammy Blay and what you thought his game looked like because he's been kind of that swing player this season that I think Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong were hoping to see top six, top nine style from him this year. Yeah, interesting situation going into last night's game. You know, you have a player that was a healthy scratch for three games and not only back in the lineup, but inserted right to that top line. That hardly ever happens. I mean, a call-up maybe. If you get a guy from the American Hockey League that's a goal scorer, every now and then you'll see him being put to the top line. But very rarely is everyone, anyone ever a healthy scratch and then put into a first line like Sammy Blay was last night. So I feel like a lot of lies were on him. I feel like a lot of – he knew that a lot of coaches and general managers, a lot of people around were watching him and how he was going to perform in a top three role. There was Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. He did everything and then some more to me, Alex and BK, and it started with that first shift. He had a great hit right in front of the Blues bench. To me, that's a sign that you're engaged. Coaches are always looking for signs to see if players are engaged or they're not engaged. Craig Brewery's always talked about 
when players are dropping their sticks, to me, they're not ready to play. That's a sign saying you're not ready to play. But a hit off the first shift right in front of the bench, to me, that's a sign you're engaged and you're ready to play. Sometimes you got to get smacked. Sometimes you got to get punched in the nose to kind of shock that nervous system to kind of get going in the game. Sammy Blade did that from the very, very, very beginning of that game there last night, and it continued to mount. It continued to build. His speed was good. He looked fresh. He looked like a player that was scratched for a couple of games because he had really good legs. Now, will he be able to continue that endurance? Can he continue to play with that speed? Because he was really pushing the Vegas Golden Knights defense and back. And, of course, you can't continue to talk anymore about Sammy Blay without mentioning the terrific goal he scored, playing a little give-and-go catch with David Prawn through the neutral zone, steps right through the middle of the ice and puts it under the bar. Fabulous shot, elite goal scorer shot. He's got that ability. He's got the offensive upside with the physicality. He's got a lot of key chuck in him with being physical, being a grinder, but also can got those soft hands in and around the net. He can really bury some pucks. So could this be that top six forward that, that Doug Armstrong is going to look at you know, in the near future, come up to Monday, where maybe you don't need to go out there and get another four. If Sammy Blay over the next two games can continue to play the way he did last night. We're talking to Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN here on BK and Ferrario. And Joey, I wanted to ask you about this time period. There's now two more games for the Blues, about three days until the trade deadline. What do you, what is this time period like for players, especially in a situation like the Blues where there is some uncertainty about what this is going to mean? Are guys going to get shipped off potentially? Are they going to bring somebody else in that is new? What's it like around this time in the NHL when you, you don't know really what the next few days may hold for you or maybe some of your favorite teammates? In the beginning of your career, it's torture. It just sucks, right? You don't sleep at night. You're always reading you know, Twitter or you're think, listening to social media. You're constantly in contact with your agent. Have you heard anything? Uh, any moves on, on, on the horizon? What is so-and-so saying about me? At the beginning, it is. And then as you move into later in your career, I think the, the right word is probably numb. You become very numb to it where it doesn't really affect you as much. You know it's there, but you just kind of just kind of act like it's just not going to happen. And before you know it, it's over, and hopefully you're in the spot where you want to be. I've seen both sides of it as a player. I remember my fourth year in Pittsburgh. We had a great team. We were first place in the Eastern Conference all season long. I didn't think Ray Shearer was going to do anything at the deadline. I was in Madison Square Garden getting ready for the game against the Rangers that night in April. I think it was March uh, back in 2013 or 14. And all of a sudden we got a, a notice that we, we got Jerome McGinley. And then a couple hours later, we got UC Jokinen, then Douglas Murray. And then we ended up getting Brendan Morrow. We got four players at that deadline. And then before you know it, I was a healthy scratch the very next night. So it could be a very difficult situation for players a lot of times. And then on the flip side, you could be on a really bad team and not know really what's going on. I remember being in Arizona, and it was the Connor McDavid sweepstakes year where the last place team would probably the best chance to get Connor McDavid or Jack Eichel. So basically it was a race to lose between us, Buffalo, and Edmonton. At the deadline, Don Maloney was pretty much just firing off everyone. He got rid of everyone that year in Arizona. I remember thinking, oh, my God, I didn't get traded. So I think that was a good thing. I was happy that I was still in Arizona. But then the mind starts going like, well, maybe he kept me here because I'm not that good and that he wants to continue to lose. So then that's a whole other set of mind games. Of course, it kind of can play into you as well. So it's a lot of mind games. At the beginning of your career, again, it's very hard and frustrating. It has a lot of anxiety. But these veterans, a lot of the veterans we have on this team, the Schwartzes, the Bozaks, they've been around. They, they've seen this before. You kind of just show up. You become numb to it. You go out there. You do your best. You play your game. And hope by Monday you land up in the spot you want to end, which is hopefully here in St. Louis. 
is it inspiring, Joe, for a group of guys who are kind of on the cusp of a playoff spot if Doug Armstrong goes out there and makes a move? Or, I mean, we saw it on the other side in 1819 where they did make a move and the team was inspired by that. How does that go when you're a group of guys kind of in a spot like the Blues are in right now? You know, they, they understand the business and they understand that Doug Armstrong is going to do what he has to do for this team. There's no hard feelings, right? If, if Doug Armstrong makes a let's just call it a marginal move come Monday, which I think he will. I don't think it's going to be a blockbuster splash by any stretch of imagination. I, but I think something may happen. You know, Mike Hoffman's kind of the, the, the big, big one on the horizon. Another healthy scratch last night. Are they sitting him out for something here in the near future? Possibly. But again, for Mike Hoffman, you're looking at maybe a third, fourth rounder, maybe a prospect, maybe a player. We'll, we'll have to see how this thing unfolds if they decide to do something like that. But at the end of the day, the players are going to look at each other on Tuesday morning Whoever's in that room or, you know, because of the, the pandemic and because of the, the transfer and the quarantine, maybe a, a little bit later, which is another good point because you, the, de- the deadline, the trade and all the kind of players, you never know what's going to happen because of the actual seven day delay or maybe 14 delay, depending on how everything's going. But players look around the room and they understand that this general manager put together a team that he feels is in a good position to still win. And I think that's what Doug Armstrong is intending to do. He understands that there's a window here. He understands that there's a lot of great players in this room. He understands the talent of this room. Look at last night's game. That is what Doug Armstrong put together. That is what he expected, and we as fans expected from day one of the season because they can be that good. They can play that tight as a team. They have individuals like Vladdy who can light the lamp. They have Jordan Biddington who can steal the game. That product on the ice last night is what they can be. Now, if they can continue to be that, they're going to make a really hard push with an added piece here or there from Doug Armstrong. Joey, last question for you, my friend. Uh, last week I asked you for the vibe of the team. He said they're feeling good. Listen, I, I know that there are fans that are going to say there's no way. They're feeling good in that, in that locker room, that things are going to be able to turn around. Well, we saw that last night. Where are things at now, Joey? What's the vibe of this team? Like I said, you got a trade deadline just around the corner. You played a great game last night. Where are their heads at right now? What I will say is this. Uh, losing, losing is contagious and um, misery loves company, right? And it's the exact opposite for winning. Winning is contagious as well. And I'm telling you right now, for this Blues team, you win one big one against Vegas last night, and that's a start. You had a great job. You had a great game from your goaltender who went out there and made 50 saves. You played a very good hockey game, and you won. Now it's going to continue to build. You watch tomorrow night, the execution, the small plays, the gray areas, those plays are going to start happening. Why? Because they, they found it a couple nights prior, and how it led to success. And again, it's contagious. And then players are going to start doing it more often. And then what happens is on the bench, everyone starts holding themselves more accountable to it. And the leaders are going to start stepping up. And when Jordan Cairo chips the puck in, someone's going to stand up and say, that's a good chip. Here we go, boys. Keep it simple. Here we go. You know, short, short and hard, short and hard here. Get the shifts in 35, 40, get off. And then you start making noise. And then the vibe starts getting higher. And then maybe you win one more tomorrow night. And then you start getting really higher. And then Arizona loses again. And then all of a sudden you're with one point away from recapturing that spot, it takes, it literally just can turn on a dime. As quickly as the Blues lost seven, they can go on a seven-game run. It, it is very realistic, but it has to start somewhere. So if you're asking me the vibe of this team, the vibes are very good. That was a very important win last night. I think it gave them a lot of believability. Beating Vegas on home ice last night is a lot different than beating the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim, for example. That was a big one. You're going up against one of the monsters of this West Division, and you proved yourself, you proved your fans that you can go out there and you can beat a team that is in the best. And you're going to be playing a lot of the best teams here coming up. So to me, that is a great start in the right direction. 
They're beating the best. We're always joined by the best. He is Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. Hear him tomorrow night. Blues versus Wild, 7 o'clock right here on your home for the Blues, 101 ESPN. Joey, always appreciate it, my man. Enjoy yourself on opening day today. Talk with you again next week. Thanks, BK. Thanks, Alex. Go Birds. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.